You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining Pastor Donna here for the Marriage Minute podcast for this week. It's just me flying solo today. Pastor Richard, Evangelist Dan and Shannon are over in Tanzania. Uh, We have our big mega crusade that's going to be happening this coming Thursday through Sunday. I won't give dates right now because potentially when you're listening to this, um, you could be listening to this next year, so (laughs) it may not even matter. Anyway, just say a prayer for Revival Now Ministries um, as you begin to listen um, and tune in to all of our platforms that we come to you from, whether it's through our website, our app, uh, podcasts from Evangelist Dan or Richard and myself with the Marriage Minute. So there's a lot of material out there that you can grab a hold of. We bring biblical, solid biblical foundational teaching and preaching uh, to you guys out there that are listening. So what I want to share with you all today, I want to talk about healthy communication. Um, I did this series, We, Pastor Rich and I did this series on um, our episodes, live broadcasts, and, and communication is such an important thing, especially communication with your spouse. And it's unbelievable to me how many people don't do it at all or just don't do it well. So my title today for this podcast is Healthy Communication, Speaking Life, or speaking death, which one will you choose? And there's probably a plethora of information out there that you can Google that will tell you you need to do this or you need to do that. Richard and I, Pastor Richard and I come to you from experience, and I'll share a little bit of that with you a little later on in the podcast. But anyway, what I want to do first is define what healthy communication is. And that defined is the ability to communicate without offering hateful or undesirable responses. And the first word that really comes to my mind when I think about that definition is maturity. We can have difficult conversations and not be ugly towards one another. Just because I differ in an opinion than you doesn't mean that I have to be harsh or treat you poorly. We can have a mature conversation about it. So once again, healthy communication is the ability to communicate without offering hateful or undesirable responses. So jumping down to the word ability, having an ability to communicate, that infers a few things. What that infers is that we need to learn. So having an ability to do something doesn't mean that it's inherently that you've got that talent right away. We need to learn. We need to have the ability to learn how to communicate more specifically in what I'm talking about today. We need to have the ability, um, we need to practice how to communicate and we need to be intentional in our communication. When we communicate, not all communication will be received with a welcome spirit. Not everything that you say, even if you are trying to be mature about the conversation, the person receiving it or hearing it, uh, you don't know where they're at spiritually. You don't know where that they're at mature maturity wise and it is quite possible and will happen that the receiver of what you're saying um, is not going to receive things well but healthy communication acknowledges that we have a, a right to agree to disagree it's really okay to have differing viewpoints on everything so words matter and it matters what you say and it matters what you don't say words can be hurtful 
but I want to tell you from experience, silence can be hurtful as well. The first thing I want to do is share some scriptures. What does the Bible say about how we should communicate with each other? So I'm going to read four scriptures here that will help us understand what the Bible is asking us to do uh, in how we should communicate. The first one is James 1.9. This is from the Amplified Bible. It says, Let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his high position as a born-again believer called to be called to the true riches and to be an heir of God. Let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his high position. That is James 1.9. Let me skip down to... 119 and let's see what that says because it didn't make sense to me 119 says there's a there's a bonus scripture for you james 1 9 i kind of liked it anyway james 119 which is the one that i wanted says understand this my beloved brothers and sisters let everyone be quick to hear be a careful thoughtful listener slow to speak a speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger patient reflective and forgiving So that's the first example of what the Bible says of how we should communicate with one another. Proverbs 15.1, also from the Amplified, says, A soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath, but a harsh and painful and careless word stirs up anger. Let me read that again because this is speaking about maturity and really self-control and thinking before you speak. A soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath. A harsh and painful and careless word stirs up anger. That's the second scripture I want to share with you. The third one, also from the Amplified, is Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is probably the one you thought I was going to lead off with, but it's so true. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Going back to... It matters what you say and it matters what you don't say. People are going to fill in the blanks, whether you're, if you're not saying anything and you're just going to say, well, I'm just not saying anything if I don't agree, they're going to fill in the blanks and it could be harsher than anything that you were even thinking about. So death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Words hurt. Speaking life or speaking death, that is in the power of the tongue. It matters what you say. It matters how you say it. And and if you are endeavoring to jump into this healthy communication where uh, each person in in the conversation feels valued and appreciated regardless of their viewpoint, then you are going to uh, think about what you say before it comes out of your mouth. That's the third one. The fourth one is Romans 14, 19. We're reading this one from the Passion Translation. It says, So then, make it your top priority to live a life of peace with harmony in your relationships, eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage one another. So really, with this scripture, such all the scriptures are great scriptures, uh, but if, if you make it a point to live a life of peace and harmony uh, in your relationships then you're going to eagerly seek to strengthen and encourage each other. Even in a disagreement, even in uh, hard conversations, you can still word things in a way that's not offensive and hurtful and harmful. You know, example, I want to give you an example from my life, and I'll quickly share from from Pastor Richard's life. He's not here to to share. He'll be here uh, not next week, but the week after. Um, and he can fill in the, the where I've missed it. But for for when I was growing up, for an example from my life, 
we really we didn't talk about anything. It's, I, I wanted to say we didn't really talk. We just didn't talk about anything. Um, I w- us kids were left to kind of <laughs> infer that this was good or bad based on um, a response or no response that I would get from my dad. Um, more, he, he was really good on the silent treatment and, and, you know, I just want to give a shout out to him. He's passed on and is in heaven with Jesus, but, um, and I want to respect him in, in how I share. Um, he made a really, really good life for us based on where he came from. So he was never taught how to communicate. So consequently, you know, we were never taught how to communicate. So it is just what happened. And the thing that he knew to do if, if he was angry or mad or frustrated or whatever, is he just wouldn't say a word. Um, he, it was really the silent treatment. And, and, you know, I don't know if saying something would have been better than the silent treatment. I don't know. I didn't experience that. Um, but, you know, we, we didn't talk about our emotions. We didn't talk about how we were feeling. We were uh, left to fill in the blanks. And, and that's what I did. And so for me, um, and when I say, you know, what you don't say matters, when my dad wouldn't say anything, that meant that uh, he didn't love me. And so if I felt like I had done something wrong or I was feeling an emotion or I behaved in a way that I knew was was not right, um, and I got the silent treatment, that meant that he was withholding his love from me. And that was, that was very painful for me growing up. You know, we were very task oriented and rewarded for uh, being task oriented. You know, feelings were bad. Emotions were bad. If you had emotions, then that just made you weak. And that's what I grew up with. And uh, I, I still struggle with, um, pinpointing emotions within myself because I tend to um, put on the face and and stuff it down um, because I I still have that knee-jerk reaction of emotion. If you show emotion, then you're weak. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And so um, when I do show emotion, um, that means that I'm kind of capped out, you know, and, and, and it's just spilling out. So, uh, and, and that I've really dropped my guard and when I'm with you and, it, and that happens, that means that I trust you and that, that I am willing to be vulnerable with you. But, you know, I mean, truth be told, I, I still struggle with that because it's it's just a knee-jerk thing that I go to. And consequently, I pass that on to my girls. And so my oldest girl, uh, daughter, she still tends to stuff a lot, down, a lot, a lot, a lot. And my youngest is more free and open with how she's feeling. Um, but she can stuff things as well. And so it's, it's a process, you know, we want better for our kids. We want to train them up and want better for them um, in every area of their life. And so we're working on that together as a family. For Richard, you know, he, he was, his family was very task oriented as well. Uh, not much family communications, um, discussions of feelings and how they felt really weren't had. It's very similar to mine and, and, it, and it could very well be a generational thing. Uh, for us. So um, we grew up not knowing how to communicate and not communicating. Uh, even within our siblings, you know, we, we didn't communicate. We just filled in the blanks when we uh, didn't know the answer to something. And whether that was right or wrong, uh, or the truth or not, that's just how you do it. And so um, we really struggled, you know, 
and honestly, at the time that, you know, when you're growing up and stuff like that, it's just kind of how I thought it was. I didn't know that people communicated better. I didn't know that uh, parents cared about how their kids felt. I didn't know any of that. And so knowing it now and coming through some uh, inner healing and deliverance with things like that, uh, we we are on a mission, uh, Pastor Richard and I, to uh, help our kids have a better life with with this specifically and many, many more things. So yeah, um, we grew up very, very much alike in that, not knowing how to communicate. And, and like I said, uh, therefore our kids didn't know how to really communicate with their friends, with us, with whomever. And so this is what I wanna, want to put out there for anyone listening to this podcast um, today. I want you to take some time, and call this some homework, but it's not really because I can't really check back in with you. But I want you to take a little bit of time um, after this podcast and just sit down and think about what did you see modeled by your parents growing up? And it's really okay to be totally honest. It is what it is. You can't change what you went through. It's not a, a downer for your parents. It's not meant to make them feel uh, regretful or shame or guilt. That's not what this is about. Um, individually reflect and journal your thoughts. You know, you do this individually and then your spouse does it as well and then come together and discuss it. This is like the first step in healthy communication. You're sharing your feelings about how you grew up in the in, in what you witnessed and experienced in the realm of communication, um, healthy or unhealthy, speaking life or speaking death. In this exercise of sharing, when you come back together, what we're not looking for you to have is a discussion. You're going to share how you felt um, and what you experienced growing up. So you're going to be an attentive listener and you're going to gain understanding of your spouse's experience. Don't try to fix, guys. Don't try to be fixers. We are just needing to listen and to hear here. Ask clarifying questions if you need to. So skills being learned as part of healthy communication is listening and empathy. The Bible says in Philippians 2, 4 and 5, don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. So we really have to pull back here and Number one, you want to have you want to have to want better for your marriage. If if you're struggling with communication with your spouse, with your kids, with whomever, start with your spouse. Then take a minute and sit down and figure out why there's a reason why you don't communicate well. Maybe you don't listen well. Maybe you don't speak well or, or communicate clearly. And effectively, those God has answers for all of those. He can heal all of that. He can make all of that good. It just take. He wants you to be willing and open to do it. So, sit down with your spouse, have a conversation about how you, what you experienced growing up, and just listen. Listen with empathy and compassion as your spouse shares. Don't try to fix. Don't try to tell him it's okay. Just listen and listen well. And you can go back and listen to our uh, episodes and podcasts on listening because we've got some series on that as well. So that's it for today. Healthy communication, speaking life or speaking death. 
which one will you choose? And we pray, Pastor Rich and I pray that you will choose to speak life, speaking life to your spouse, speaking life to your children, to your coworkers, to your friends in every relationship, because healthy communication is the ability to communicate without offering hateful or undesirable responses. It's time to mature up out there, saints. It's time to, ch- to mature up out there and be responsible for what we say and for what we don't say. So that's it for today. I love you all. God bless you. I hope you were blessed. Tune in next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.